Hello guys, Jack here from Jack Makes Happy Hour podcast. And yes, the rumours are true. We're heading back out on tour in May 2024. 68% of the tickets are already sold out, but there are still a few left at Edinburgh, Newcastle, Manchester, Birmingham, Leeds, Cardiff, Sheffield, Nottingham, Bristol, Bury, and our home city of Norwich. So don't waste any time. Grab your tickets today and come and watch me, Alfie and Robbie live. And me. Mainly me, Alfie and Robbie, though, isn't it? Yeah. HappyHourLive.co.uk. See you in May. Hello, everyone. You may have heard we're extending our round sheep tour and even going international, baby. Tickets are available at happyhourlive.co.uk. Don't miss out. They are going to fly. We're bringing Happy Hour Live, the round sheep tour to Glasgow, Sheffield, Leicester, Nottingham, Brighton, Bournemouth, Bath, Liverpool, Leeds, Warwick, slash Coventry, Hull, Middlesbrough, Ipswich, Dublin, Belfast, Swansea, and of course, Oxford. Get your tickets at happyhourlive.co.uk. There'll be me there, there'll be Robbie there, and that little rash called Stevie White will just not go away no matter how much cream I use. Come and see us. Round Sheep Tour. Extra leg of lamb. (laughs) There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Just before we carry on, I didn't actually fuck a pasty. <laughs> I, I, I just want to say, it was like a Put that in the trailer, I, I just... <laughs> two issues I had was one I was incredibly lazy like every one of my school reports says Ramesh has no desire to meet his potential at all mm. and then the other thing is, is like when I was in like year 10 my dad went to prison and like we got a house repossessed and then when that happened I just stopped giving a shit and then mm. I became I became a nightmare I remember one night I'd gone out and I was just fed up of not having sex so I went to a 24-hour petrol station and I went to buy a copy of Asian Babes, right? So that I could have a wank, okay? Doing teaching and doing stand-up. I'd like finish school, get in the car, drive to Nottingham, do a gig, die, come back, go to bed, get up, and I was just like knackered. And I remember the worst thing was when I was at this school that had come out of special measures. I did this joke, right? It's a shit joke. It's one of my first ever jokes, right? But so I'll tell you the bit. I feel like I've come here to witness your breakdown. <laughs> I feel like Look, it's our first time in here this since in December. Yeah. It's yeah. going really well. <laughs> really you. well. For your potential. <laughs> Cheers. The first time you do it, it feels deeply uncomfortable. Mm. You know I mean? But once you realise this is what's going to happen in a massage. You have to lean and into you sort it. of go, please don't let me get a hard on. You know what I mean? Like that's an, that is another Did I've you? lost that feeling. How many have you had? Massages. Massages. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking got red button written all over. <laughs> Listen, mm. let's get into it. Nobody's ever asked me that before. I What's think... a better pasty for fucking, Jack? Uh, another one bites the dust. <laughs> oh, why did I do that? That's so embarrassing. Jack makes happy hour. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Jack makes happy hour podcast series. A, uh, is it going to be a new series? I then? think it should be. It should be a new series. But we only started seven. 
about five weeks ago. Yeah, but they were like weird Norwich ones. Okay, and now this is a proper one. Yes. Okay, this is a proper one because we're in our own studio. We've got a proper guest and a, a, a man I've been dying to meet for a long, long time. A man that we tried to get on a few years ago, actually. Yeah. But you're you're just too busy. It's Mr. Ramesh Ranganathan. How are you, mate? Yeah, congratulations on the studio. Thank you. Congratulations on the new series. Thank you. Do you it's, it's podcast series. It's bollocks, isn't it? <laughs> we... <laughs> But do you know what I mean? Like, what? Why did you just decide that this is a new series? Now? We've we've debated this for a long time. Yeah. Like, because you're you're you do proper stuff, like proper TV and that. What makes a series in the TV world? Well, a series is like you, you, they go. We want the channel will go. We want six episodes. But if you're but if you're like doing your own podcast, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, do, do you know what I mean? Like, why why is it a new series? Is there a new theme to this one? No, it's like just a new. A new it's yeah. a new studio. Yeah. We're in a new you can't place. Just only do a new series every time we get a new well, studio. Previously, it was like Jack would been off a co-host. Right, yeah. and then when they've gone, new season. Oh, right? I see. Like, why be, why you been an off co-host? I've only been off two. Right, for what reasons? Um, like when you, when you like been off as in like sack him. See ya. Are you serious? <laughs> Are you being serious? <laughs> yeah. What? Like why? <laughs> <laughs> so one of them. Yeah. When we first started this in 2018, you sacked people <laughs> from a podcast. Yeah. Okay, go on, put me through it. So, one of our mates who I did it with, it, it, originally it was a YouTube drama show. Right. Where we just slack off other huge. Okay, fine. But then I realised that actually works best if you get them big YouTubers on. Yeah. For yeah. numbers wise. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and the guy that was the, the original co host, he was Mr. Oh, I know everything they're doing wrong. Right, right, right. So, I was like, we're not doing that anymore, mate. We're doing okay. comedy. And he couldn't accept the new direction. Yeah. So, how did you tell him? Oh, that was a whole drama. <laughs> It went. So, it, so it was what, a big. What, what, what happened? Did you have to? Did you like arrange to meet him for lunch or something? Uh, nah, text. Text. <laughs> there was then like a no, Twitter live argument. Was there? Yeah, he went live on Instagram. I became this like dad in the middle, messaging them both. Yeah. Come on, come on, guys, we need to sort this out. Yeah, it was. Did you awesome. did you click onto the live? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it was on the live. I was in the comments. Fucking incredible. <laughs> <laughs> laughing emojis, <laughs> a lot of it, and then we had, a, and then we had another guy yeah. um, who just. Are you, are you, I take you're not in touch with that person. No, we're we're all right now. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah, the first one. Good. Yeah, he's got his own podcast now. Okay, yeah, he's had loads, um, and then <laughs> the second person. Why are we going into this? <laughs> no, I think it's good. I just want to know the background. It's quite therapeutic because you've, like, you've come to look. We're in a new studio. Yeah, yeah. you're into new beginnings and all that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's good to sort of look at the journey. Just the, the second one. Was more into conspiracy first, uh, conspiracy theories and stuff right. like that. Smoker, mm, nutter. Okay, <laughs> no, he's, he's all right. He's all right. <laughs> right, Ron, this isn't about me. Sorry, sorry, you. sorry. Yeah. I could tell straight away you were so uncomfortable with that. <laughs> yeah. Question. Right, sorry, then. mate. We always start with our same. Are we? We're doing the same question, Stevie. Are we? Yeah, I think so. See, we've not worked out any of the format yeah. at all. You're, you're wasting your time on it. <laughs> we, I think formats are overrated. We used to ask people what their go-to meal deal was. Yeah. Okay. And after however many seasons, when series, we, when, we got bored of it. When Rob came on, did we do that? He fed us all the muscles and stuff, so I feel like we would have been talking about. Yeah, we had your mate Rob Beckett on. Yeah, and he Screen brought mate. he brought um, he brought <laughs> Welks. Yeah. Oh god, this sounds very on brand for him. Yeah, this is when when the book was out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Winkles, not Winkles. What? No, what is it is Winkles, isn't it? Cockles it? and Winkles and. Yeah, but they've been in his Welks. bag all day, so they're all warm. Okay. Yeah. Are you a fan? They weren't of... warm. Huh? Were they warm? Yeah. You can't. You didn't eat them, did you? I, think you... I almost threw up. Yeah, you almost yeah, threw up. Yeah. Bad move. What have you brought us? <laughs> uh, 
No, I brought nothing. I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't know that I was supposed to bring something. No, it's all right. I don't, don't want your warm winkle. So no, it's okay. all right. <laughs> right, let's, let's start in the same way. Uh, yeah. We're sticking to the question. Happy Hour Hall of Fame. Imagine a mythical place. Yeah. Right? It's essentially the opposite of Room 101. We want you to put something in that means something to you. Okay. Um, I am going to go with uh, The American Office, the TV show. Are you? Yeah. And the reason is I... Love the UK office. I think David Brent is like one of the greatest comedy characters ever created. Mm -hmm. And like the whole show is amazing. And then when the American office came out, I just thought, okay, well, let's see how they've ruined this. Mm -hmm. And initially I'm like uh, watching Steve Carell do Michael Scott, sort of that, their Brent or whatever. Their Brent, I'm talking about like, you know, these foreigners. <laughs> like, um, and initially you're sort of like, oh God, this is a bit jarring. Do you know what I mean? Because it's, but have you watched any of it at all? I watched the first episode. Right. And that put me up. See, I'm a bit... I'm a bit pretentious about it. I'm like, right. no, they can't do it. They can't. So, so I totally get where you're coming. I hundred percent get where you're coming from because yeah. I was the same way. Right. But by dint of the fact that they've done so many series, that show, writing and performance-wise, is as close to perfection as I've seen in like a comedy show. It's it's like they they obviously are able to take you so much further because they did so many so many more series. But I was talking to Tom Davis about this on, the, on our podcast recently. Mm. But like. Their ca those characters are all proper cartoon characters, as they have to be in a, in a sitcom. But they managed to put so much nuance and like human emotion into them, and it's just all of their story arcs are great. All of the arcs of every single character is great, and I've watched it so many times. And I would, I, I probably. I think it's fair to say that I am always, whenever you see me, in the middle of watching the American Office. Like, like, so I just re, I get to the end of it and then I start again and start watching really? it. Yeah, Is that yeah, good? yeah. And like my wife, it drives my wife mad. It's just like there's so much stuff. Like there's so much stuff on TV. Yeah, being created all the time. Why the fuck are you watching this again? Do you know what I mean? And it's got to the point where I, I'm quite, um, I'm quite bad at sleeping. Just particularly, particularly when I'm away. When I'm at home, I'm not great. But when I'm away, I'm really bad. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I... This is it's quite sad. But I have it on in the background to go to sleep. Oh, it's like a comfort thing. It's like a comfort thing, thing yeah. yeah. Because I'm so familiar with it now. Yeah. It feels... It all weirdly, the American office feels like a taste of home. Do you know what right. I mean? It's so strange. I get that. I get yeah. that. But my, my comfort thing is I watch this bloke on YouTube... Yeah compare all the differences from the Harry Potter books and the Harry Potter films and I'm not even a massive Harry Potter fan and I've never read the books but that's just a thing that can... No but do you know I totally get it Do man. you? I totally get it I think there's something addictive about watching somebody be obsessed about something yeah. I, I find it really exciting when anybody's really into something I find it amazing. It's why you can watch any documentary about any, like there's a show on Netflix years ago called King of Kong. And it's about all these guys that were sort of really into the eighties arcade machines. And they used to compete with each other, like proper like incels. Do you know what I mean? And like, <laughs> they would like, they were, they were really into like, I can't remember that. I can't even remember that names again, but like Donkey Kong and all that shit. But they were so obsessed with it. I found it. I just find it. Anybody that's so into something, I find it unbelievable. That's a bit like man. you, a bit like you with Rocket League, isn't it? Yeah. Rocket League or Michael Bublé. They're, they're, oh, fuck they're my that. two things. We're not, we're not telling Ramesh about that. Are you really into Michael Bublé? Yeah, that's, I like him. See, that's weird, isn't it? That's incel. Why do you really like Michael Bublé? <laughs> I, I first heard of him back in like when I must have been about eight. Yeah. Like 2001, he was in this film called Totally Blonde as like a singer in that. Yeah. And this is before he released any albums. Yeah, like, yeah, when he was underground. Yeah, I get yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. You're one of the hardcore. I understand. I'm a yeah, yeah, yeah. You're an edgy Bublé fan. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'd always wanted to see him live. And then last year, just by chance, he was in Norwich on my birthday. Yeah. So I was like, this is, this is fate. You yeah. paid too much money for those, didn't you? Weren't you in like the gold? I circle, paid call it? for the golden circle tickets. Yeah. What the hell's that? Is well, that him afterwards and there's eight of you sort of gathered around? <laughs> I wish it was you're, that. You'll piss into the same bucket. <laughs> Right, so we're, we're putting American office in there. Do you know what? I've, 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 a few people have told me to watch this, and they're people who whose opinions I respect. Right, and me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so maybe I will give it a go. But, I, but Jack, the truth is, the, the, truth, the truth is, I totally understand why you feel like that. Because I, I felt like that as well, because I was so in love with the British one. Did it take you a while? Yeah, 100%. Because yeah. like initially what happens is you watch it and you go, oh, that's their blah, blah, blah. That's their, you know, you're watching, you're watching their Gareth. Yeah. Who's Dwight in this, right? Yeah. And you go, oh, come on, mate. And then basically what happens is you forget that. And right. then you're just into that show. But... I was the same as you. I watched like the initial bit and I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. I think my mate's got a tattoo of it as well. Oh, wow. That's yeah. commitment. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's going in there. Now, Ron, there's a big red button here. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, we don't really, we haven't really worked it out, have we? It's happy hours, big red button. Yeah. Good yeah. name. New Catchy. To, new to series eight. Yeah. It's, uh, it's something, it's like something that you bring in a later series when you've jumped the shark and you sort of... <laughs> You're sort of thinking, what can we do to flush? Almost scraping the barrel, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are we hitting this or is Ramesh hitting this? I've, I've, we can let you decide if you want. So the concept of it is this big red button makes this bingo machine spin. Okay. It's got loads of questions in there. Oh, wow, this is actually good. Okay, sorry. I thought, <laughs> it, was just, sorry, sorry. No, I thought it was just that button. So, okay. Yeah, cool, guys. You've got a light up button. So at some point in this episode... <laughs> yeah. Someone will press that button okay. and a completely random question will if come out. If you're bored of the question, okay. you can go bang, shut up, Okay, let's get a new one out. Only quite, once. It feels quite rude. I, We're I, okay with that. Yeah, we, we we know this is not the I mean, I would have already pressed it during the boobloid chat. <laughs> <laughs> Had I known that button was available. <laughs> right, okay. So make a note for guests going forward. Let them know about the button. Yeah, that's <laughs> something <laughs> just, yeah. Because yeah. if you're going to get into this chat... Oh, that's really quite hard red button territory. Okay, I'm sorry. Right. Okay. So that's there. We okay. can actually move that as well. Okay. We, uh, move. Where, there you go. That's All there right. for you. So I have to. Pre do I have to press it at some point? You don't have no. to. Would it be disappointing not to? Would you prefer it if I pressed it? Yeah. Is that alright? Oh, really? Are yeah. Quite, what, he doesn't well, want just because I don't. I don't. Yeah. I just. Don't, I don't. Yeah. I feel like you're going to overthink when you press it. Now, yeah. Aren't you? <laughs> It's going to be something that when I leave here, I'll feel really bad about. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> You're too nice. I should yeah. also express the noise that that makes. Yeah. So okay. it's going to be quite jarring when it gets pressed yeah, as it well. Is. Okay. It is. It is. Right, Ramesh, it was your birthday yesterday, mate. Happy cool. birthday. Thank you, yeah. 45. Yeah. How's that feel? Shit. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. What did you get up to? Well, um, my wife booked uh, a spa day. Oh. So it was... I don't... I don't know how I felt about it. I do like the idea of a spa day. I don't know if you guys have ever engaged in anything. Like Had that. one massage, did right. more harm than good. Okay, interesting. Mm. Uh, <laughs> is that an ongoing court case? <laughs> uh, but um, it was like, so it was, we had a full face and body massage and in the same room. Yeah, yeah. Like my wife had said, I sorted out a, cu a couple's, it's a couple's experience. Yeah. But we were completely silent throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're face down in the thing, like you're not going to chat. Do you know what I mean? exactly it's ruins, what I yeah, exactly. it, it ruins the. You don't want to go. Are you all right over there? Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's just like you. They're playing like plinky plonky kind of ethnically questionable music, <laughs> and and 
And misogyny. You can't have. I don't understand why we were in the same. I did. I don't understand the advantage of being in the same room. But equally, what do I say? I'd rather be in a separate room. Yeah, that, I think that, that, comes, that comes across weird. That does. Yeah. yeah. No. I, yeah, I did this. I, I don't think I had the face massage though. Mm. How's that go? Well, so they do. They yeah, that mate. What you're doing with your that is exactly what, what it rubbing is. Rubbing your cheeks. Well, they sort of smeared. I had my eyes closed. Yeah, but it felt like they were smearing a, a paste <laughs> onto my face. Right, and then then sort of massaging it in, and then sort of wiping off. They could it have been doing like, that. They did. They did an underneath like a bit of paste underneath here, and then wiped it off. And it reminded me a bit of like you know when somebody's feeding a baby, and they accidentally get a bit <laughs> under there. Yeah, that's what it felt like. Was bit, it felt like my mouth was being cleaned up. <laughs> but it was, it was relaxing. I'm pretty sure I felt. Do you know like. In, when you have you ever done a, I've never done it, but flotation tank where you get in this tank of salt water. Yeah, never done it. Want to do it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And one of yeah. my mates told me he did it, and he like met his dead mum like at a what? bus stop. He like he visualised it like vividly, like it was insane, right? <laughs> anyway, maybe want to. I don't want to meet his mum, but like, but, <laughs> but it's like it, it's meant to be like an amazing experience. But I had I wouldn't say I had that, but I was so relaxed. And they had the music on, and like this, they've got these, they had all these candles going and all mm. these scents going on. That my brain started going like all over the shop. Do you know what I mean? Like in I a was, good way. Where, where in you... a good way. Like, I, like I was sort of like uh, coming up with like I was in like a, a film. Like, do you know what I mean? Just wandering around, being like a detective and stuff. Like, I mean, I've been watching a lot of Lufa recently, but yeah. but like just like my brain started going all over the place. It was it was quite it was quite mad. But I thought. I thought when you do that, they try and teach you to just have nothing in your brain. Yeah, that is what you're supposed to do. Right. 100% what you're supposed to do. You're just thinking of like cop dramas. Well, I think that they didn't, they, yeah, basically. They, didn't, <laughs> they don't give you, I think, they don't give you tips on what to, they just relax and they go, if you want any more pressure or any less pressure, let us know. And then it's like, there's some bits where it's really painful, like she's properly yeah. leaning in and like her elbow is like on my yeah. back and you hear these, you feel like popping and it's like have them you, getting not, rid of the knots I've in not your muscles. One of these. I've never had a massage. No, I, w I wouldn't recommend it. wouldn't recommend it. Well, it doesn't I'm, sound like I want one. I'm now. really claustrophobic on my legs right so if, if if you were to now not that you would but yeah. if you were to now grab my leg yeah um i would kick out at you like right. a, like a mule that feels like a normal sort of self-defense thing to do so if i grabbed you around your sort of calf yeah i'd feel uncomfortable as well <laughs> i don't think that's a would you press the button <laughs> no, would you would you would you kick out oh no i wouldn't kick out no i guess right i'd, I'd go i'd say please stop <laughs> Right, because you're a polite man. Yeah, yeah. But I, 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 I freak like. Yeah, but you're really? a you're a claustrophobic person. You can't go in lifts. Yeah, I can't go in lifts. But the, the reason why I bring this up is because when Fee booked me one of these, knowing that you're claustrophobic around your legs. Yeah, mm. yeah. I really. Well on Fee, smashed it. <laughs> <laughs> I really panicked. This woman was like. Like rolling her arm down my calf, yeah. and and I I wanted to kick out. Yeah, yeah. It was. I found it quite relaxing, and I did. You do feel a bit self conscious because, mm. like, they sort of she she grabbed my arm, and she was sort of essentially holding my hand as she massaged my forearm. Right, and like that, you have to sort of go. The first time you do it, it feels deeply uncomfortable. Mm. You know I mean, but once you realise this is what's going to happen in a massage, you have to lean and into you sort it. of go, "Please don't let me get a hard on." You know what I mean, like that's an, that is another. Did I've you? lost that feeling. How many have you had? Massages. Massages. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking got red button written all over. <laughs> I said it's been a while. This is, this is not Diary of a CEO, mate. <laughs> is it? Do you know what I mean?
No wonder he's taken the t- above us in the fucking chart. <laughs> Get the cure out. I meant the massage. Right. Yeah, I've had quite a few. Mm. Okay. Um, but the first time I had one, I found I was totally against it. I was a lot like you, actually. Mm. And I was just like, I don't want to, I don't, I don't understand why you'd enjoy this. And I didn't really enjoy the first one. And then a mate of mine, actually, it's weird, it was Sean Walsh, uh, who yeah. said to me, you've got to try it. Like, he was, like, really into it at that time. I don't mm. think he is now. And so I started having more, and it was, like, great. And then they are good for you. But I had a bit of a... So, basically, they you have to drink loads of water afterwards, because when they get rid of all the knots, it releases toxins into your system. And they you did not it. tell me that. Right, right. So you have yeah. to drink loads of water afterwards. I had a Chinese. Yeah, well, that <laughs> feels like another way of doing it. But... <laughs> They were waiting outside. They go, they go, like they talk really hushed and they go, so that's the end of your massage experience. Um, take your own time to get yourself ready to leave and I'll be waiting outside with some water for you. And we go, and it was all right. And then we get up, put our gowns on, walk outside. They're both waiting with water. And then she said to me, you have got a large knot in your pelvis that I couldn't deal with on this occasion. Um, I think you need to get that sorted out. Like, she said it like it was a, a diagnosis, man. Like really, like wow. Yeah, like she said, she goes to Lisa, my wife. She goes, you were, you know, really got rid of some tension in your shoulders, but I do need to speak to you. And like had this chat, and I was like, it's my fucking birthday. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, can you feel the knot? Do you know no, where she's she referring said, to? She, no, I don't know what she's on, but she said that like my pelvis is out of line. She said like I'm. And I said, and then I was obsessed the rest of the day. I was like saying to Lisa, like, can you tell when I walk? <laughs> she goes, no. She goes, you're obsessing about this too much. She just said, you've got a knot. You probably need another massage. Oh, oh if, I, sorted. if I was, if I was working in the massage industry. She's upselling. I think I'd probably tell someone they need another massage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's why I never trust dentists advertising toothpaste. I think, what's in this for you? <laughs> what is the advantage to you of selling an effective toothpaste, mate? Right, well, happy birthday anyway, mate. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming on straight after. I don't know if you'd be feeling worse for wears or whatever. No, no, like, you know, I went out Hmm. to Beach Express with my wife and children. It wasn't the largest one I've ever had. Fair enough, fair enough. Elvino did flow. I love it, love it. What's the American, what they say in the American office? I don't don't think they have an equipment for that. Okay, okay. Right, shall we do a get to know? Yeah, we should do it. Yeah, we're still doing that as well, listeners. Um, Just some quick-fire questions. We used to do 10, but they went on too long, so we're doing six now. Uh, Quick-fire questions, really easy to answer. Okay. Biggest animal you could beat in a fight? Uh, A cat. Fuck off. I'm serious. You could beat a bigger animal than a cat. No. Yes, you could. No, because I'm vegan, man. I don't you're, you're not that you can right i've got a story about this actually okay, right? so oh, I, are you talking about reading yeah right so I, I i went to reading festival last year and i go to question i'm not funny that was, right the way you but, said that was unusual go on well you said red, red how did you say it i went to reading festival reading festival reading festival reading festival yeah is it reading festival what do you think it is i think it's reading festival but you said reading festival <laughs> That's what? different. You said what, you're not putting a space between. Reading no, it's festival. just the em- your emphasis is different. Reading festival. I say reading festival. Do you, can you hear the difference? Oh, yeah, you're, yeah, you're going festival like <laughs> yeah. that. Reading festival. Anyway, that's got. Uh, you should have pressed the red button on that. <laughs> Carry on, Jack. A and, great story. And, Go on. and um, my sort of uh, again, I'm, I'm I'm not funny. So my go-to question is, I like to ask a stranger how far they think they could throw a squirrel. Right. Okay. Again, what's the situation? Have you been given a squirrel, or do you have to get that yourself? So, like, 
like, would you throw it, would you shot put it, right, by holding the body uh, uh, of the squirrel? No actual squirrel. This is hypothetical. Oh, no, no. No, I know, no, 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 I know, but what I mean is in this scenario, yeah. do you have to source your own? No. If somebody says, how far can you raise a squirrel, you have to source your own No, squirrel. I'll give you a squirrel, because okay, basically my mate's a spin bowler, and he reckons... Oh my god! <laughs> what the fuck! I've just hit. Dude. I've just hit the button. Maybe that's telling me something. <laughs> Did I hit the button then? No, I don't think you. Did you hit it. the button? Is this studio haunted? Oh, fucking hell, maybe. Should we do the question? No, we're doing it in a bit. We're doing it in a bit. Triggered by the word spin. Is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I I went spin. I wow, hit the button. It's sensitive as fuck. Yeah, we need to change that going forward. Right, so he's a spin bowler. So he reckons. By the way, that wasn't a hell of a noise. <laughs> It was. It's loud. That was, yeah, that it's, it has seemed louder before now, hasn't it? Yeah, it's because yeah, we haven't okay. been talking anyway, over it. Anyway, go on. He reckons, and he, he's not somebody bullshits, but I don't believe that he reckons he could throw a squirrel the length of a football pitch. No way. Exactly no what I... No way. Exactly like an what, 11 aside. <laughs> yeah. Nah, not Joel, a right? My mate Joel reckons he could throw it. And I don't think this is possible. So... I was trying to do a bit of a survey at Reading and was saying, how far do you think you can throw a squirrel? And I asked this one bloke and he looked at me and went, uh, is it dead or alive? And I went, dead. And he went, fuck off, I'm a vegan. And <laughs> <laughs> so but what? you would throw a live squirrel. I'd say it's better to throw a dead squirrel. Yeah, yeah, but it's already dead. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but anyway, no, but sorry, that's not, listen, it's not because I'm vegan. Though. I just think animals, have, they've got something about them. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like they've all got their attack and defense. Yeah, and also I don't, I don't, I'm not clinging onto life that hard. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, like it's the truth of it. Like I'm very sort of laid back. Right. And you know when like people are in like life or death situations, mm -hmm. and they go, if it wasn't for their tenacity and determination to get through this, <laughs> they wouldn't survive. Nobody would ever that. say that about me. You'd been it off. They're, they're more likely to go. Actually, you could have made it out. I could have. <laughs> If he'd have actually tried, that would have been... He would have escaped unscathed. <laughs> All right, so you've gone cat. Yeah. That is the smallest animal we've ever had right. uh, for that. Well, has anyone said any... We had Eddie Hearn, who say? said well, he could beat a lion. Yeah, he said he could beat a lion. I mean, that... Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not going to... I'm not going to say anything about Eddie Hearn, because he'll quite openly slug me off back, but... <laughs> <laughs> but I would say unlikely, Cow tends to be the go-to, doesn't it? Cow, yeah. A lot of people say cow. They say they tip it over. Yeah. Can't do it. We anything. do not condone any of this, by the way. I'm not <laughs> saying hypothetically, if you had to. Right. If a film was made about your life, who would you want to play you? And what genre would the film be? Uh, I would say I'd love it to be Idris Elba and make it sort of an action comedy. Okay. Something else you can think about on the massage table. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, best smell in the world? Oh. Uh, my mum's aubergine curry. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't wear it as a scent. It reinforces stereotype, <laughs> but but it is a, it is an incredible smell. I find that weird. They've got those like new hand washers that you can get to smell like strawberry laces or like candy hearts yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Why do you want your hands to smell like sweets? Because it's not a, a nice sweet aroma. I'd go petrol. You want to smell like petrol? Smell. Mm. You ever been filling up your car and a little? Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Yeah, I think it does something chemically though, doesn't it? <sighs> it I do love that smell. Yeah. Like but, dangerously so. But I feel like every time you do it, you, your, your brain cells die a bit. Probably. It can't yeah. be great for you. No. That's why we're asking these shit questions. Should we move on? Uh, what's the most unusual app? I love this question. Most unusual app you have on your phone? Uh, I've got the Forest app. I don't know if this is unusual, but it's, the Forest app is like, it's, um, it's to stop you looking at your phone too much. Right. And so what you do is you say, to, you program it, not program it, well, right, granddad. <laughs> you, you put into the thing how long you don't want to look at your phone for. 
And then during that time, a tree will grow. Like in, in like a virtual tree, obviously. And oh. then, but if you look at your phone during that time, the tree dies and then a forest is created. So the bigger your forest, the more times you've been able to to, to stay away from your wow. plant amount of time. Yeah. And I think they actually plant, I think they have some sort of scheme to actually plant real trees alongside it. I've not looked into the details. What's the biggest tree you've ever had on there? Like an hour, I think. <laughs> little, little shrub. That's the. That's a well good idea. For, well, it's not a well good idea for an app, is it? It's a nice app. Yeah, I like it though. You you wouldn't even get a little seed, would you? No, I'm. You're addicted. I'm You're addicted. Bad on my what? And then you can go on it and see a picture of a forest. Yeah. Can I see your forest? Uh, Sounds like a weird question. Uh, well, I actually haven't got it on this phone because I I got a new phone. I'm only on this phone like a week. That's a, that's a, a very unusual app, though. I've never heard of that before. No, it's not on here. Sorry. Oh, gutted. Okay. I'll send you a picture. You can put it on later. Yeah. Be All exciting right. for you. <laughs> <laughs> How much are you regretting coming on this? No, I love it. <laughs> I love it. If you had an extra hour in the day to everybody else, how would you spend it? Oh, do you know what I do? I would do that ten thousand steps. I what, in that one hour? That in. Yeah, well, it would take about an hour, wouldn't it? Something like that. Is it? Oh, you mean you don't walk at all during the day? Well, I do, but like you're supposed to get in 10,000 steps every day, right? Yeah. But who made that up? I don't know. Well, like, I keep telling people to do it. Doctors, surely. I just think it's waffle. Like, I, I, we have this argument a lot. I don't think walking does anything. He's adamant that walking does not burn calories. What do you mean? I just think... What are you basing that on, Jack? Nothing. <laughs> I, a lot of the shit I say, I don't have anything okay. to back so, it up. Well, okay, but do you have some sort of logic to your argument? I just think, like... So say I walk to Greg's now, yeah. get a sausage roll. No, because you're then getting... I'm putting on more calories, aren't I? Yeah, but you don't... Yeah, okay, but if you walk to Greg's and then you don't buy a sausage roll, <laughs> would, you, would you accept the argument that you have lost calories? Yeah, but it'd be like 20, it's not the wouldn't walk, it? It's not the walk's fault you bought a sausage roll. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> It's like, you know, oh, oh, people say going to the gym loses weight. Does it? What if I go to the gym and eat a massive curry? So what does that tell you about going to the gym? It's a myth. What are you talking about? I just think, right, so you could walk for, say I, was, I walked for 12 hours. Yeah. How many calories am I burning off? Probably about 30. No. No. Not true. Absolutely not true. Not How a many? chance. I, d I don't know. It's a lot. Is it? It's more than 30. More than 500? Yeah. Yeah. It's that long. How, so if you walk constantly. For 12 hours. For an hour. Yeah, I think that's about 302 yeah. calories. Is it? Yeah. I reckon so. And that's like two little twigs from a celebration thing. Well, that is the bit... Jack, do you know what? In your madness, you've stumbled upon a very good point because actually it's just so easy to like... This whole thing about doing cardio and walking to mm. set calories. Yeah. And then you go, you eat a sandwich and you've totally undone it. Yeah. But the idea is, is that had you not done the walk, you wouldn't have offset it. Oh, here you go. We've got... And our walk between, burns between 210 and 360. Am I supposed you to? You smashed that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's the exact amount you said. How many did you say? Two to 300. Yeah. All oh, right. From uh, at a casual pace, you will cover three miles in an hour walk, will you? Yeah. yeah. This is oh, undermined yeah. if you visit a Greg. <laughs> there, you there you go, Jack. That's your point. <laughs> right. We had one more, but I did just accidentally press this red button. So shall we see? And to be honest, I don't know why we're doing the button because the questions are no different to what we just asked you anyway. <laughs> yeah, but it's meant to be later on during a different part. Yeah. Are you guys all right? Because I'm going to be honest with you. I just want to, let's just take, stop and take a moment. Yeah. You, you're good at this. Okay. It's a good podcast. <laughs> what is undermining it is your ongoing kind of self-flagellation. That's how it's we've got where we are. Oh, this is shit. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we doing this? Do you regret coming on? You can press the red button if you want. It's a feature, but it's a load of shit. 
even before the thing started, this is our new studio, but shit. Probably not the microphone now because I didn't figure that out. Anyway, should we just do it? Sorry for inviting you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be good now. Oh, it's such a shit one as well. Read that. Oh, me. Yeah, that's not great. That That is just one of these questions, God. isn't it? What's the most embarrassing thing to have ever happened to you? Oh, my God. There are good ones in no, there. It's not a bad question. It is. It is. Any podcast would ask you that. Um, would that... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I feel like I've come here to witness your breakdown. I feel like... Look, it's our first time in here in since while. December. Yeah. It's yeah. going really well. <laughs> really you. well. For your potential. <laughs> Cheers. Like, I want to say it's really well across the whole all podcast. Oh. But for what I thought you could do when I walked in here... Right. I'm starting right. to feel my most embarrassing <laughs> yeah. moment. Right. Uh, my most embarrassing moment... Uh, Oh, I can tell you actually. Uh, I this is when I was a kid. Um, I did judo at school. It was quite a, a traumatic experience. I was quite. I was a very fat kid. Right. And there was another really fat kid uh, who was white. Relevant to the story. And I don't think you'd be. You obviously wouldn't be allowed to do this every, every ever now. But back then, political correctness wasn't what it was. What mm -hmm. it is now. And um, because we were two fattest kids, we were made a double act and called coffee and cream. Right. And at the end of every. Uh <laughs> at the end of every judo lesson the judo instructor would go who wants to see the coffee and cream fight no and they didn't all, I promise and then they'd all sit down sit around and watch us fight each other at the end like a spect like a closer for the, for the lesson <laughs> but that's not the most embarrassing thing I'm just telling you that as content <laughs> the most embarrassing thing was one day I left my judo kit at school and the next morning uh, my form teacher, again, you wouldn't be allowed to do this either, mm. uh, said somebody left their judo trousers at school last night and he held them up and he said, they've got Ranganathan in the back because I had my name stitched in and he let, held the trousers up there and they just had a massive skid mark. No, that, the no. I promise, yeah. <laughs> Fucking did hell. The whole did you not wear pants? I d I, maybe I didn't for that. I must, maybe they, it, maybe it was that nuclear that it went through. I don't know. I can't Fuck remember. I can't remember. It was, a, it was like in front of the whole class, man. The whole Did you class. get a nickname off that? No, because I said they were my brothers. You were wearing your brother's shitty pants? No, shitty I said, pants. I said that, that must be my brother's judo trousers. And like, <laughs> I just threw him under the bus. But Fucking hell. Yeah. I still can't get my head over the coffees and creams. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? Who would win most? It was it was very 50-50, was it? To be honest with it, it was quite really box office. Then. I tried to get in touch with him on Facebook recently. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, because because I, I just sort of thought, I just sort of thought that was bad, mm. and like in my head, the memory of it is quite horrible. Yeah, not horrible. Like I don't mean it's not dark, but you just sort of go, that was a bit messed up, right? Yeah. And so I wanted to get in touch with him and go, has that left, has that left any memory of you at all? Mm. But I couldn't, I couldn't find him. Get him on your pod. Yeah, I'd love to talk to him about it. Yeah, but you don't remember his name. You just remember him as Cream. Well, I didn't search Cream. <laughs> you wouldn't want to see those results. Well, to, talking, talking of like teachers and stuff, I had a... Because you were a teacher for a long time, weren't mm -hmm. you? What, nine years, was it? Maths teacher? Something like that, yeah. I had a, a teacher that was quite horrible to me. Right. And, and I remember him, he was called Mr. Jakes. He was an art teacher. And I remember he told me... It's unusual for art teachers to be honest. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because yeah. I had another one who was really caught, sort of kooky yeah. and a bit cool. But I remember he said to me, um, he told me I'd die alone. This is disingenuous. He said, I'd die alone and that I'm not special. 
He sat everyone down. He said, your, your parents will forever be telling you you're special. He said, you're not. None of you individually are special. And you... Oh, he didn't direct it at you specifically? No, no. He was t- well, he told us all individually that we'd... we'd uh... Oh, no. He said to the class, you're all going to die alone. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I think he's projecting. Yeah. He, he, did, he did have quite a t- terrible life. Yeah. From, from what I hear. Have you ever said anything to your pupils during your teaching days that perhaps could come back to bite you no i've never i've never um i never raised i never really raised my voice or said anything like that so i was sort of quite um relaxed teacher i sort of i feel like um i always used to think of it as like as a kid if a teacher started shouting yeah it wasn't ever very frightening it was sort of funny do you know what i mean and then you'd start to try and get them to do that again mm. and so like I, I and also i just never really lost my t- i just don't I would never really lose my temper as a teacher. But I did do st- stuff that was bad. Like, for example, <clears throat> I talked about this on a, a show I did once, but I um, I was teaching a lesson on probability. And one of the things that is a good way of a kid demonstrating that they've understood something is if they can explain it as if they're teaching it. Right? It's a really right. good way of yeah. seeing if they understand it. So mm. we're teaching probability. And I said, I want to know how much you've understood this topic. We're coming to the end of it. And go, so I want somebody to explain it. I want you to imagine that an alien arrives on Earth. I was trying to make it interesting. An alien arrives on Earth and says, what is probability? And I want you to be able to explain it to them. So I need somebody to pretend to be an alien, right? And so this kid said, I'll be the alien, right? So I said, okay. So I said, there was a cupboard at the front of the room. I said, I'm going to put you in this cupboard (laughs) and then that's going to be the transformation. It's going to be like your spaceship and then I open the door and you're going to be an alien, all right? And then we're going to get someone to How old is this kid? Uh, 10, 11, something like that. Right. Um... No, no, it must have been older now, like 12. Okay. Why does that matter? That <laughs> one year difference. Anyway. <laughs> so I put the kid in the cupboard and I go, right, I'm going to transform into an alien. And then I realised that the cupboard was locked. I'd, I'd shut it and locked it. I didn't have a key. So I'd locked this kid in the cupboard. <laughs> and so um, I was like, shit. And then um, I was trying to pull the door up, and obviously the class are like starting to crack up now because like Mr. Anganathan's locked somebody in the cupboard, yeah, and they couldn't get it open. I was trying not to panic because I knew that would just add to how funny they would find it, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, shit, shit, shit. And then I went uh, to another classroom, and I sort of said, you know, can I have a quick word with the teacher because I wasn't in my area. I was in like I think it was in like the history block or something, and I said, I've locked this. I've locked that cupboard door, and I can't open it. And they said, well, it can be open from the inside. There's like a latch on the inside. So I was like, okay, cool. So I went back into the classroom and I said, right, mate, you're gonna, can you open the, the door from the inside? And he just went, <laughs> because he transformed. And it took, it took so long to convince him to just open the door. It was insane. That's fucking brilliant. That's probably what I sounded like when I got locked in that toilet on the way to the pod the other week. Yeah, remember? I was scared for you. Yeah, you got I'm, locked in a pub toilet. Yeah, I got, I got, no, I got locked in a service station toilet on the right. way up here a couple of weeks ago, and I shat myself. Like I, well, I've never been so scared in my life. Uh, what was the lock? Little silver, silver one that you turn. turn it's got the internal gold got thing it. like that, and because I'm claustrophobic. Yeah, and when I locked it, I heard it go. And I thought, that doesn't sound too good. So I had a wee, and then I tried to do it, and it wouldn't move. And I freaked out. So before I shouted you, I stood up on the toilet bowl and was like trying to boot the lock. 
This is mental, isn't it? Like, no, it's uh, not mental. It's trying not? to get out of a toilet. Yeah. It's totally <laughs> legitimate. You were locked in a toilet trying to kick the door open. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's what you should do. But the guy who worked in the service station, he was he took the piss out of me when I left, didn't he? Like, I was pathetic. Yeah, he came right. in. I, I was going... Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> when he came through, he just came through really casually, like it's happened all the time. Got a key out. But a like, special one. And just used the end of it, like a coin, just mm. to turn it. Mm. So it's, it's clearly he done already it a few had times. That. I thought the fact you've got that tool at your yeah. disposal. Bad sign. Yeah, I was fuming. And so I think if you'd have locked me in a cupboard, I'd still be having trauma over it today. So do, do, were you annoyed with that guy? <laughs> yeah, I was fuming with yeah. him. Well, because you, are you trying to work out if alien kids fuming? No, I, no, no, no. That kid, no, that kid's, for, uh, like he got in touch with me after I talked about it on a show. Right. And he's fine, I think. Yeah. Uh, I believe. I mean, I, I blocked him. But, I, um, <laughs> I have claustrophobia because I was on holiday in Turkey as a kid and I got locked in the lift in the hotel. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 It's always some sort of trauma. Yeah. There's always. But what something. I mean is, like, there aren't they. If you said you were claustrophobic, is it can, like, can you make some money out of that or something? I don't know. Like, what's the deal? If you're claustrophobic, you get locked in a toilet and it's obviously a faulty toilet. I mean, oh, you're thinking suing. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you'd have to really play up the trauma of it. Yeah, you know I might I mean? do that. Yeah, I mean, try it. It's probably too late now you've talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put this out before you did it. <laughs> He's already spoken about it on there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Right, so Sorry, what, was the, what was the thing about you? You had a shit teacher, didn't you? I didn't have a shit teacher. He was a great teacher, but there was one day where he just, like, flew off the handle, and it was... He, there was one kid who was a bit of a knob in the class, mm. always acting out, always playing up. Mm. And one day the teacher had just had enough and sat him down in front of everyone and screamed in his face, but said to him that he's going to get no grades, end up in prison and get bummed in the showers. But he said, get bummed in the he showers. He said, you're going to end up getting bummed in the showers in prison. But I was like 15 at the time. So to me, I was like the best Close. thing that yeah. ever happened. But like well, now I'm get, looking back away with that kind of stuff? No, no. I mean, I don't think you should have got away with it. I don't know if he did. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't the with, teacher there much longer after that. I've always thought with with sort of cunty pupils because I, I I think year eleven I was trying to show off a lot. Yeah. So I reckon I was a bit of a prick. Like, right. Same. I, I was. Yeah. And I, I I don't like thinking of that now. But but I always wondered would teachers go into the staff room and specifically go that kid's a prick. That. Okay. So <laughs> I've got an answer for you. Yeah. It's quite, it's quite a complicated answer. Okay, yeah. So, basically, what I genuinely think is, mm-hmm. I mean, look, I don't want to get too deep into this, but like, I so I taught in a, I taught in a, in a, a, a comprehensive, I taught only in comprehensive schools, but the first school I taught at was like rated outstanding by Ofsted. It was like really top school, mm-hmm. and then I moved to a school that just came out of special measures, right? And it was really hard school to teach at, and like kids would tell you to fuck off and stuff like that, right? I remember like the first lesson I went into. It took me 25 minutes to get them to sit down, right? They were just like kicking off and throwing shit and stuff like that and swearing at each other and blah. It, took, it was really hard. And I had to like, throughout the academic year, I had to get them to a point. It took me a long time to get them to a point where they'd even be waiting for me to start work at the beginning of the lesson. That was like, an, that was like a massive achievement for me personally to get them to that point. But if you read about any of their lives, you'd go this is like, this is fine. I don't, like, you know, the, the, the stuff that they had going on at home, you go, why would you listen to like, why would you come in and suddenly accept what I'm saying to you? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you've got such a difficult home life. Suddenly I'm expecting you to come in and be immaculately behaved when you're in this scenario. It's just not, it's not reasonable. Do you know what I mean? And so yeah. you had to sort of accept that, but then, but the truth of it is, is like, 
sometimes you get kids that are really difficult and it is difficult when you're working your ass off and you plan a lesson and one kid just basically, you know, you might spend an evening planning this meticulous lesson where you're going to get them to make shit and it's going to be exciting and you and then one kid just destroys that lesson plan. Yeah, It's really difficult for you to not react to that in a, in a way and go, this kid's a little shit. But the kid isn't being a little shit. There's there's always an explanation. There's always a reason why that, you know, that kid's maybe not getting enough attention at home. That kid's g gone through something that day. You've got to try and put yourself in those, in that person's, in that kid's shoes and try and approach it from their point of view. Mm. And we were trained to, like to, you know, you sort of, the way you what we'd always do it is like, the kid is not the problem. Their behavior is a problem. And you've got to make it clear to them that's the case. So you don't go, you're messing up my lesson you go, what you're doing is messing up my lesson. You separate them from their behavior. So you, you're trying to let them know through your language and the way that you conduct yourself with them. You don't have a problem with them. You have a problem with what their actions are, right? So I, it's not that I don't like you. I don't like what you're doing, okay? Right. And, like, and if, if you can consistently do that, and if you can make that message clear, you, the, the difference you get in the way that kids respond to you. Like, you know, somebody said to me, if kids believe that you like them and you want the best for them, they'll take any bollocking, they'll take any rules, they'll take any detention. If they, in their heart, believe that you want the very best for them, they'll take it. And I do believe that to be the case. But in answer to your question, you would get some teachers that would come in. There were some teachers that loved children and would love doing the best for them. Mm -hmm. And even when they had difficult lessons, they would get they would get that sometimes it goes out. And there were other teachers who were just like, that nest of pricks. You know I mean, and, and like the truth, some teachers were like that. I don't know if they're like that now. They're few and far between, mm. but they were always the ones that had the most problems in the class because the kids go, you don't like me. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't want to be, you, you know, like kids can sense it. Do mm. you know what I mean? So I think that's a lovely answer though. What oh, you just gave there. I think that's what, 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 where you were, were you quite a likable teacher then? I imagine you were. Uh, I don't know. I guess, like, I did get, I did, I was all right with behaviour management. But I did get kids that hated me. I mean, I had, like, I had kids screaming in my face and shit like that. But they're not screaming in your face. They're screaming in a teacher's face. Do you know what I mean? Like, they, they don't want to do fractions last lesson on a Friday. I, yeah. I understand that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to either, but <laughs> we got to. Were, were, you, you know I mean? were you a good kid yourself at school? My, my, the truth is, like, like, I, um, I was all right. I was two two issues I had was one I was incredibly lazy. Like every one of my school reports says, Romesh has no desire to meet his potential at all. Hmm. I don't know why he doesn't like knuckle. Like every single one of my reports said that. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is, is like when I was in like year ten, uh, my dad went to prison and like we got a house repossessed. And then when that happened, I just stopped giving a shit. And then hmm. I became I became. A nightmare like I was bunking off I was smoking weed and all sorts right. of shit so but that wasn't like you know I was I was a, then I was like I don't give a crap about this anymore yeah. you know, I did I did enjoy school but not for any of the lessons or anything I enjoyed it for like seeing my friends and stuff like that but I was a bit of a nightmare in lessons and stuff. so is that is that probably why you have so much compassion for the naughty kids because you because you realised that you didn't give a shit when yeah, maybe. I when don't know. I mean, listen, I'm making it out like I was an angelic teacher. I wasn't. I mean, there were times yeah, when I, I completely... Yeah, I, I'm like, <laughs> I fucked up quite a few times. Uh, maybe, I don't know. I mean, I think like, I do think like, yeah, I just think if you put, if you could see it from the kid's point of view, it just becomes an easier job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, fair play. Were you practising stand-up whilst teaching? Yeah, I, uh, mate, it was... Oh, you were doing the two... No, no, I didn't. So when I, I started doing, so when I started teaching, I started doing stand up because I'd always wanted to do stand up, and then I just thought it'd be something I do in the evenings, like a little hobby thing. Do you know what I mean, like all teachers have got like they're in a band or something, or they've got some drill crew. 
And so like, I just thought I would like, I, I would do a bit of stand up in the evenings. And so I started doing it. And then basically somebody said, like, as I was doing it, I was like teaching and then going off to do a gig and only like open mic gigs, like in the back of a pub or whatever to 20 people. Yeah. And then somebody said to me, oh, you d like, you should think about doing this for a living. Like you could do it. And so then I started like trying to push my way into like, the way it works is without getting too boring about details, but you go and try out for comedy clubs but you go and try out for free. So you, they'll go, let's have a look at you, come and do 10 minutes. And then if you do well in that 10 minutes, they'll go, right, we'll pay for you to come for the weekend and do 20, like 20 minutes sets Friday, Saturday, whatever. So that's how it works. So I started doing that. But mate, it was like doing teaching and doing stand-up. They're just like, I was like knackered. Uh, you know, I'd like finish school, get in the car, drive to Nottingham, do a gig, die, come back go to bed, get up, and I was just like knackered. And I remember the, the worst thing was when I was at this school that had come out of special measures. I did this joke, right? It's a shit joke. It's one of my first ever jokes, right? But so I'll tell you the bit. It's like one of the first ever bits I ever wrote, right? Mm -hmm. And it was like, I said, I, I, I was quite a lonely guy. I remember one night I'd gone out and I was just fed up of not having sex. So I went to a 24 hour petrol station and I went to buy a copy of Asian Babes, right? So that I could have a wank, okay? And I said, the problem is, is that whenever you go to a 24 hour petrol station, there's always a Sri Lankan working there. And I, so I went to buy a copy of Asian Babes and it was my uncle Raj, right? And so um, I couldn't buy a copy of Asian Babes. I had to buy a cheese and onion pasty and do something with that, right? That's, that's, the, that's the joke, right? So, so, so that, that was a joke, right? So essentially I'm using a pasty as a wanking sleeve, it's, a punch, yeah. it's the punchline, <laughs> right? So I did, so I, I went and did like some uh, competition in Brixton and it was like really badly run competition, right? And without checking with any of the acts, they put the sets up on YouTube, right? So I didn't know this. Obviously, as you know, putting stuff up on YouTube has to be done the express permission of the people yeah. in the thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you guys operate, but that, that like, so, <laughs> so the net like few, like few I didn't know it'd gone up on YouTube and obviously kids search for you online right oh fucking so hell. I'm handing out textbooks to my year 10 at the special measures school right they're like a they're like a, a really nice class but like that I'm always on the edge of just having them under control right so like I'm handing out textbooks I hand the textbook to one of the kids at the beginning of the lesson and he goes to me you like pasties don't you? <laughs> 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 and I was like, I, I didn't know it'd go up on YouTube. So I'm like, how the, f what the, f what the fuck? And so then I, I, I go, <laughs> and then I, <laughs> I have to carry on teaching the lesson going, racking my brains going, it's like maybe one of their parents come to a gig and see me do it. Like, how has this happened? Yeah. I'd like go through this and trying not to have like a full on panic attack. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm mm. not freaking out. Like these kids, this kid knows that I've said on stage that I've ejaculated into a pasta, <laughs> right? So, so then I run off to the thing. Anyway, it turns out as on YouTube, everybody had like everybody had seen it. And so, like the, for the next few days, everywhere I walked, the kid was going, "Ah, you like cheese and onion pasties." I had to go and talk to the head teacher. Oh, fuck and like hell. explain the situation because I didn't know if that. You know, because it puts you in a compromising position. Yeah. It's like a member of staff for the school. 
it might be a bad look. It's the sort of thing the local newspaper might run with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a scandal. A <laughs> s- secondary maths teacher found joking about wanking into a pastry good. So like, I had to go and she goes, I said, like, listen, I've got to have a chat with you. I, I do stand-up comedy mm. uh, in the evening. So the other teachers didn't know you did this at that point? A couple of them did, but right. the head teacher didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I said, like, I've got, I've got to have a chat because like, I, I, did this route, I, I did this bit of stand-up and it's gone up online. She goes, and what, what's, the, what's the joke? Oh, no. Oh. So I go, it's, it's basically, I go to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to be a fly on that wall. <laughs> I go to a service station and I, uh, they don't have a, they don't have a magazine for me to masturbate over. So I buy cheese and onion pasty and do something with that. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. How did that why, go? Why cheese and onion? There's got to be better pasties out there for that. Like better, better. Like for what? What's better? How was that your takeaway from that? No, but I think. Listen, I think he's good. Listen, mm. let's get into it. Nobody's ever asked me that before. I What's think, a better pasty for fucking Jack? Uh, I think sort of some kind of minced meat. <laughs> <laughs> that noise. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, now it's time for a break <laughs> for our sponsors, Huel. <laughs> we do not. <laughs> a Huel would be all right. Huel, what to masturbate into a Huel? Nah, probably. The noise. Yeah. yeah. That sort of quite, thick shake. Quite similar. How You're not talking about the dry powder, are you? <laughs> the, You're the, talking about a pre-mixed the liquid. Fuel, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, how long you. after this situation did you carry on teaching for? Uh, well, I left that school at the end of that academic year. I thought it was only fair. Um, for everyone. Well, maybe another two years. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it didn't end me. You do loads of shows, don't you, on TV? Yeah. You do. <laughs> it's apprehensive. <laughs> no, you do. Uh, what's 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 the best one to be a part of? I know that's probably hard for you to answer, isn't it? Um, yeah, that's a di- that's a difficult one. I, I I don't know. I like I, they all sort of they all kind of are good in different ways. Like for example, mm-hmm. like Robin Romish versus mm-hmm. and League of Their Own are probably the easiest and most fun because you are just with friends and like sort of having a laugh. Like, you, you know, Rob's a really good mate and I've become mates with, you know, I'm really good mates with Jamie and obviously Mike has just joined. Mm-hmm. And that, that is, you just do feel like you're getting paid to have a laugh. Do you know what I mean? And so that is, that is really nice. But then I do a show called Misadventures, which is a travel show. The whole premise of that show is I go to countries that British people don't tend to go to. Mm-hmm. And that often means that you're sort of, you're kind of going to kind of less luxurious places. And those shows are like really, they can be really tough to film because like, I don't know, you're staying, you're totally off grid and sometimes you're roughing it really badly. Mm-hmm. But they are like, when the shows come out, you're really proud of them. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, I do think it's nice to to show people a different side of like, particularly like the African countries we've gone to. You know, people in this country have an idea of Africa being like just this homogenous kind of, they know it from like charity appeals and shit like that. Right. Do you know what I mean? And there's a stereotypical idea of it. So to show people that one, it's not like they're not all the same African countries and also that there's like really great stuff to go and see there. Uh, as patronising as that sounds, it actually feels like a, a, a good thing to do. So it, it just depends. But the truth of it is, none of the TV matches up to doing live stand-up, to be honest with you. Does it not? No, like, li- live stand-up is... All of the TV I do is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. But I, I just love doing stand-up so much. Do you think a part of that is the instant gratification you get when doing stand-up? <laughs> I think so. I mean, like, the reason I started doing TV is to make people... Encourage people... Not make people. To encourage people to come and watch me do stand-up. Oh, right. Because, like, it's so difficult... You know, my ambition was to, well, my ambition was to just make a living from doing comedy. But then as you start to do that, you'll, 
your guideposts changed. Like, for example, you know, before we started recording, you were telling about, you know, when you started doing this, it was mm-hmm. so like small and lo-fi. And then you sort of, as you get a bit of success, you go, okay, where can we take this next? Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I was with comedy. It's like, initially, I just wanted to do the circuit and make a living off of it. And then you sort of do all right. And then you, you go, okay, I'd like to be a touring comic. But to get to that point, you have to do TV so that people, you know, people make a decision about who they're going to go and see yeah so initially i was doing tv to, to encourage people to come and see me but because I, th- I think some of the stuff you do like i'd love to have that imdb like there's <laughs> do you know what i mean like a league of their own like that's quality like you're mm. a massive football fan as well yeah, yeah and like all the travels like the travels with your mum and stuff like that yeah like, that is the kind of shit i'd love to do like i'd love to do we sometimes do a thing on here where we talk about urban legend stories in, right, right, in right. america like these ghost stories that are just bollocks really yeah and there's one in each state and we would love to go and do like a travel show where we yeah. try and investigate whether these are real or not that's a great idea have you yeah. pitched it to anyone Mm. We we were in conversations at one point that right. fell through. Yeah, I'd like yeah. to do that, it. That is a story of most TV shows, by the way. Yeah, yeah. we were in conversations that fell through. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like you talk about the TV shows that I've done. Hmm. I've been in many more conversations that fell through. <laughs> I can tell you that for now. Yeah, hundred percent. Like one that you thought was like a dead cert. Oh, mate, mate, I did, I did. Fucking hell, man! Like, I've, I, I, like I had a thing. <sighs> like we did. So, do you know the Mash Report? The show, the Mash Report, yeah. it was hosted by Nish, right? So at that time. The BBC had said, we're looking for a topical show at that time, right? That's how the MASH book, you know, they, they, they were looking for a topical comedy show. Mm-hmm. And so all of the production companies started like working on like developing an idea. Is that and, how it works then, is it? Is it they go off? No, no, it doesn't normally work like that. Normally how it works is you just come up with an idea and then you see if channels are interested. You know, that's how it normally works. But on this occasion, mm-hmm. but what will happen is channels will go, we're looking for this sort of thing. We're looking for this sort of thing. So you can go away and it's probably a good idea to, to listen to what they're asking for and, mm-hmm. and see if you've got something that, that sort of meets that, that requirement or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, they'd ask for this thing and I'd, been in talks with some production companies about like hosting a thing but I'd never hosted before and um oh my god actually this reminds me of another story but anyway, I'll tell you about that but um anyway so long and short of it is it came down to three shows that went to pilot right mash report and two others and I was involved in the other two right, right? so one of them we did the pilot and the pilot was fine um but you sort of was like, I don't know if you've ever been involved in something. You sort of go, this is good, but I don't, I don't know if it's definitely going to go to the next level. Yeah, there you go. You're looking at it, pal. <laughs> I mean, look, at this piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. but, like, but, like, but, um, but the other one, mate, the other one, like, you just, like, they were talking about how many episodes we did. Like, you know, it was like this, the, the pilot got a standing ovation on the night, right? People like, at the end of it, everybody was buzzing and like, you know, and we're like, what, the, so, so there's you, there's the MASH, mash report. Been, I was in two of them. Oh, you were in two so, of so them. So there's three. Right. And the one that I wasn't in got commissioned. Is this right? like a private screening? No, no, it's like, you do, so basically how it works is like, you go into a studio, mm. There's a little less money than you'd spend normally because it's a pilot and you don't know how. So you go into the studio and you do it like it's a TV record, right? right. And then that record, so you have non-TX and TX, yeah. right? So with sitcoms, they'll often do an episode and it goes out and then they decide based on how it does whether they're going to do a series. But this was like the BBC would just watch it and then they'd make a decision about, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, oh, anyway, it's fuck it, it's done. So, so, <laughs> so anyway, the, I'm allowed to say this, but yeah. like, so the, the BBC watch it and then they go, we'll go with that one and we'll go with that one. So I was involved in two of them and like one of them, everybody's like going nuts about, like my agent was like, holy shit, man, that was great. Da, 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 da. And so I go off going, well, I look forward to making that. And then 
I was on my way to, I think I was on my way to like host Comic Relief, be one of the hosts on Comic Relief. And the agent phoned me up and she goes, I'd just been doing a newspaper interview and I talked about just doing the pilots. And I said, I'm in 66% of these pilots. I said, if one of mine doesn't get through, then I said, I, I need to have a look at myself. <laughs> the second I put the phone down on that newspaper interview, I get a phone call from my agent going, you're not going to believe this. And I go, what? She goes, I've said no to both the pilots. And then I was like, oh my God. But... So I was I was rocked then, and then I had to go to comic relief and pretend I cared about charity. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, it, was like, it was like it was like a real like. I remember being in the car going shit, man, because it felt I'd never hosted anything before, and I thought oh, maybe I'll never host it. You know, like you just sort of go shit. Maybe that's a sign that I'm just not supposed to to do that. Right. Um, now I, to be honest with you, I, even though it's always disappointing when things like that happen, I've had stuff like that happen since then. Yeah, you, you know it's the nature of the beast. It just it just is how it is. You can't you kind of got to be robust. It's such a fickle industry, and like you don't know why you're going to get and it's, knocked it, it back. It must be easier to take because you have done lots of great stuff now. So yeah, you not like yeah, not made I, out for it. No, I think it. I think if you're trying to break through, yeah, it can be frustrating. But what tends to happen is when you get to that level, mm -hmm. you get knocked back, knocked back, knocked back, knocked back. You feel like you're plateauing and then you might get the thing and then you're all right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, it is difficult. I had a thing where we did a pilot or no, we did a run through, which is a stage before pilot. God, this is so boring and wanky, isn't it? But that, like before you get into studio, you just do it in an office, right? The channel, um, I, I didn't hear anything about it afterwards, right? And then everybody I knew that was on it were texting me going, oh, it's good news about the show, isn't it? And I was like, oh, is it? I was host, I'd hosted this run through. Anyway, the channel... I phoned up and I said, sorry, I haven't heard anything about this thing. The channel said they liked it and they wanted everything else about it, apart from one thing. No. And that was me hosting. No. Yeah, mate, that, that is, a, that, I've got to say. <laughs> that's a killer. That's a difficult, call, that's a difficult bit of news to hear. Do what, you know so what I mean? Is that show out there now? Just no, now it just fucking them? failed, didn't it? <laughs> you happy with that? <laughs> no, I don't even feel. I just think you just like it's just one of them. Mate, know. one that I would love to be in yeah. is Taskmaster. Right. And when we tweeted about you coming on the pod, a lot of questions, because you was in the first series. I was, you? yeah. So it's quite Before the money came in. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute nightmare. I was in the least liquidative series of the Taskmasters ever existed. That's a bit like us with Spotify. We were yeah. one of the first they signed. Now they sign everyone for yeah. bigger monies. Yeah. Um, oh, parenting hell. Good for them. <laughs> <laughs> That's good for those Johnny come likely to get that big Spotify deal. <laughs> right, so um, a lot of people on on Twitter wanted to wanted us to ask you about Taskmaster. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Rum. I've not seen your series. Yeah, why would right. you? <laughs> right. no, I, mean, so, I mean, I don't mean that. Like, why would you? It's the first um, series. Yeah, who's coming back? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I had a little read up on it last night right. some of the t the tasks you had to do and I was wondering if you could give me a run through of some of the uh, tasks and challenges you had to do if I could no. do a little pro no okay. no 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 problem sorry <laughs> right, okay. let me finish the fucking let me finish the sentence man no problem is what I was going to say right okay. okay eat as much get that out what's your favourite snack <laughs> If it, I'm, I'm so scared. <laughs> no, don't read it. <laughs> what is it? It's <laughs> even worse. <laughs> what is it? Go on, go on. Oh, I don't want to ask um, it. If you had to give your genitals... <laughs> if you had to... <laughs> Look, it's great. If you had to give your genitals a nickname, what would you choose? We haven't worked out what to put in the buttons yet. Who wrote these? Did you write these? No, Fiona did. So you're getting sacked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think it's a great question, Fee. Well done. <laughs> um, don't work, don't have to answer it. Um, I would give it like a, you know, like how you can give, you, like sometimes like horses get long names. I would call mine underwhelming at first glance. Oh, yeah. I like it. Quite good. At first glance does make you think further on though as well. So that's good. What do you mean? <laughs> like at first, because if it's underwhelming at first glance, after that you're thinking a bit no, but consistently underwhelming would be horrific, <laughs> wouldn't it? It'd be yeah. like an eternally shrinking penis. <laughs> like you just go, oh, that's small. And then you look at it a second time, it's smaller than I thought it was the last time. <laughs> You look at it again, it's underwhelming. How does this thing keep being underwhelming? <laughs> <laughs> oh, glad we did that. Eat as much watermelon as possible. Yeah. So, well. <laughs> just so back to it. So that was, so basically that was, so I was the first person to ever do tasks on Taskmaster. So they had this, as in to film them. Right. So it was like, they were all quite nervous on the day because they, you know, obviously trying to figure out if this is going to work and blah, blah. Obviously they'd run the stuff, but was, I was the first like contestant to ever try the stuff out. So we'd done the first day and we really, they, everybody was buzzing. It was like going really well. I had no idea how it was going because like, the thing about Taskmaster is now I think people have seen the show. So they know what we didn't know. You know, it's so difficult. You sort of go, Am I, I'm just playing this game. Yeah. I don't know if this is, you know, I don't know if this is entertaining. I'm just taking the task at face value and you get to the end of it. And Alex Horn is like very unexpressive. Like I love him. Yeah. But you sort of go, am I doing well at this or is this shit? Like, you know, uh, is this good TV? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. But, but they were like really like, oh, the first day's gone well. And then they said, Ron, we've got a really short task. We've got like, we finished half an hour early. We've got a short task. Are you up for just doing it to finish the day off? And I go, yeah, sure. And they go, okay. So go the tasks in, in there. So you go through, obviously you've got the envelope with the wax seal on it, open it up, open the thing. And it says, in the next room is a watermelon. You have 60 seconds to eat as much of it as you possibly can, right? So, and they, I think you put on a, I think if I remember, you had to put on like a plastic smock thing to mm -hmm. protect your clothes. Anyway, for whatever reason, so you weren't allowed to communicate with any of the other contestants, like about the tasks because you and we all stuck to that because it sort of ruined the game if you what didn't. you mean you're not allowed to tell them what's coming up no and you're not allowed to say what you did oh, okay. so 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 it's a, it's a surprise when you watch it in the studio basically oh, okay right. for us as well do yeah you know what I mean? so for whatever reason i just forgot what a watermelon was like right like i just sort of did you use it like a pasty <laughs> <laughs> no no i could have done <laughs> It'd be better than a pasta, I think. <laughs> yeah. But um, I um, I just thought it was rock hard. Like, in my head, it was like a coconut. So so I ran into the room and I just picked it up and smashed it on the floor and started eating it off the ground. <laughs> right? And so I was, like, scooping watermelon up yeah. off the ground, like, just stuffing it down my mouth. And I remember thinking to myself, you're, fu you're eating this too quickly, man. Like, I was, like, properly stuffing it down. And then the thing went off and... I How long did I have again? A minute? 60 seconds. Right, yeah. I was so, I could feel watermelon like all the way up through my throat and everything. And I went to speak and a noise came out of my mouth like a pig dying. Like it was just like <laughs> fucking gurgling through all this watermelon. I couldn't breathe. I started choking. They started freaking out. It was the last thing of the day. And I, 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 I said, I've got, like they sent me to the toilet. I couldn't even throw up. Like I felt like, I felt I was going to die. I thought I was going to die, but I wasn't going to die because it was slowly dissolving. So it's sort of like, <laughs> so I felt like I was at death's door. Yeah. If watermelon expanded, yeah, I was, you'd be, you'd be I, like, I wouldn't be like here. rice and a pigeon. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But it was like shrinking gradually. I was pulling watermelon out of my. It was grim. Can we? Is that is that still available? So what? See? So what happened was, 
is obviously they don't show any of the footage of me in the toilet. But what happened was, is they did a cut of the show and Dave said, it's, you can't show it like that. You've got to cut it more because it's so disgusting what's happened to him. Because <laughs> like the noises I was making, like it properly sounded like I was going to die. Did that make you realise it is good TV? That sounds like well, loads of, like, well, a lot. Of, I remember the response from that because that show like went out, and I, I mean, I remember when that, that I think that was in the first ever episode when that watermelon thing. Because I looked, I watched this thing in the studio. Everybody else just like broke it on the table, or just like they took a knife from another room and cut it open and ate it like you're having a fruit salad. Yeah, I was the only person that smashed it on the ground <laughs> and ate it like a dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so like I remember like my phone blew up when that came out and I was like, oh shit, I think like, you know, and every, and then I read reviews of the show and like- You won that going, task, didn't you? Oh, please, I must have done. You did win that. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty I mean, imagine eating off the ground and not winning the task. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Al I almost, um, I was going to save this for an all caught up on a main show, but it sounds, it seems apt. I almost died on uh, Saturday. What? I genuinely almost died, yeah. I ate a hog roll, hog right. roast from- yeah. Sorry, I know you're a vegan. No, it's all right. You're, um, I'm, I'm happy. It doesn't. I'm happy to hear about it. <laughs> you're allowed to eat. Yeah, yeah. right. That'd be so fucking. <laughs> that'd be so militant. Sorry, Jack. You can't talk about times when you've eaten meat in front of me. I'm really sorry. That's incredibly insensitive. Oh, that's why you had cheese and onion pasty. Yeah. yeah. Although that's still not vegan, but. And also, do you? Yeah, have, true. If, if you're fucking it. What? What? Does it? Oh, you're talking about the past. He's not eating it, is I it? I think you're talking about the hog roast. I didn't. No. So I ate a hog roast, but he didn't tell me. The man didn't. I was off to see. Can I just before we carry on? I didn't actually fuck a pasty. <laughs> I, I, I just want to say it was like a Put joke. Put that in the trailer, Fee. I just. <laughs> Put that in the trailer. It's a joke I wrote very... It's just the way you said it. It was like, it was like it, we've all accepted in the room now that I definitely did fuck a pasty. And I went for cheese and onion because that would be the... I didn't. It's like it's a joke. <laughs> So I got this. No, I got no, no. Okay, all right, cool. It's just the way you said it, man. <laughs> no, no, okay. I think you did. Right. So I got this hog roast. Yeah. This guy didn't tell me he'd put the crackling in the bun, and I swallowed. Why would you put the crackling in the bun? Mental. Men I'm fuming. It's like putting a plastic toy in there. Exactly that. Like, it's not, yeah, exactly that. So, so go on, so sorry. So I, I, I swallowed it, and I, I, was, I was just off to see Darren Brown at Theatre Royal, right? And I swallowed it, and it, and I swear it got caught there. And this was at the forum, so there was a lot of people around looking. And uh, I went to Theatre, I went, and I couldn't, I could breathe, but like only a little bit. Like you can imagine a square bit of crackling there. You've only got two little bits to breathe from then. She said afterwards that I coughed and coughed loads of food on her face. And I didn't realise. But when I... You didn't realise you coughed loads of food on her Because, mate, I'm dying at this okay, point. Okay, yeah, 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 there's bigger issues. Yeah, sure. And then I went to see Darren and was sat there and I could feel this bit of crackling. Working its way Stabbing down. its way through in. It, it was there for a while on the sort of right side of my body. Did he, did he spot that? Was he able to sense that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where were we? Right. Uh, completely empty this bathtub. What? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> it did sound like you are about to offer that's, him one. That's what we do when it's the button and the bathtub. Completely empty this bathtub was like, I think it was like they had a, uh, some of them I remember better than others, but they, there was a bathtub full of water. Yeah. And you had to empty it without pulling the plug out. Obviously. How do you do it? Jump in it. I'd jump in it. Yeah, you jump. Yeah, but you have to completely empty it. There has to be no water remaining. And they time you, I think, how long it takes you to do it. It's impossible. It's like right? scooping it. It's not impossible. <laughs> it's not impossible. I'm trying to work That's just why you can't do Taskmaster. <laughs> just imagine Jack gets, uh, so you've got to empty this bathroom. What? what are you talking about? <laughs>
It's impossible. <laughs> guys, it's completely impossible. <laughs> can you drink it? I eat watermelon. <laughs> you- Are you joking? <laughs> Did you just say, can you drink it? Yeah, you're allowed to drink it. You are allowed to drink it, yeah, if you want to. Oh, so then it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's timed, Jack. <sighs> yeah, it would take a while. It's, incre- to- it's incredible that you had to make that noise to determine where it would take a while. <laughs> Let me just... Yeah, no, actually. Actually, no, now I've done that. Now I've done that little practice run. It feels like it would take a little bit of time, yeah. You have, you have to envision what? it, don't you? You have to think about these things. Yeah, yeah, sure. Can't go in blind. No. Right, do something that... Uh, do well, some, how, how did you empty the bathtub? Yeah, you jumped in it. Is that and just... No, I just scooping it out. It's like I was known for doing the Route 1. Yeah, Route one methods. Like, and other people had really smart ways of doing. You won the series, mate. So nope, he runner up. I was runner up. Josh oh, yeah. Widdicombe won, I believe. Oh yeah, he did. Mm. Do something that'll look impressive in reverse. Yeah, that was I did uh, this thing called Tree Wizard. Basically, what happened was I was trying to think of things that look cool in reverse, and I thought a balloon unpopping, like you know, popping a balloon backwards. Yeah. Immediately, I thought that sounds that's quite cool. Yeah. So I thought, let's do that. And then I thought jumping into a tree, like jumping out of a tree looks good in reverse. And then falling down would look good in reverse. So I just thought I'd combine those things. So I basically how we filmed it was like I was sat in a tree. They had a string with like three balloons on. Yeah. And then I jumped out the tree, fell over, um, got up, burst the first balloon, burst the second balloon, burst the third balloon and then dived off screen. So when it played in reverse, I looked like I appear into the thing, make three balloons appear, then jump, then go okay. to the ground and jump up into a tree. Um, which is all sounds incredibly, I mean, your reaction is that completely appropriate, which is like, well, what a load of shit, <laughs> right? I understand that. Yeah. It's not, to be honest with you, it doesn't, it, the task wasn't do something that sounds impressive when described in <laughs> <laughs> True. So, but then what happened was, is as we finished doing it, I just made up this song, Tree Wizard, like about this guy that magically creates balloons. In reverse. I did, the song wasn't in reverse, Jack. Editing. <laughs> okay. No, nothing. What, guys, what are you talking about? <laughs> wouldn't, they, wouldn't they put the song like, on? No, right? yeah, no, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is. <laughs> 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 fucking hell, man. Have you got any idea how television works at all? <laughs> did you think he was singing it whilst doing it? Like Coldplay. <laughs> What Coldplay song is that? The Scientist, obviously. What's happening? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't get what's happening. I don't know. It's <laughs> absolutely <laughs> incredible that you asked that question. <laughs> Sorry. So- <laughs> Fucking hell, I'm an idiot. We've got this thing. Our listeners. You're not an idiot. Our listeners have a thing online at the moment where they're saying Jack needs to stop pretending to be stupid. No, that's a genuine... Yeah, but what I would say is like, I don't think you're you're stupid. Yeah, I just say stupid No, but it's just like, what happens is you've got no filter. And I respect that. Yeah. Right, because let's be honest, loads of people in conversations think of things. I've been in conversations loads of times and somebody's talking about something and I think to myself, I've got no fucking clue what you're on about. But I don't say it out loud because I don't want that person to think I'm stupid. You don't care about that. (laughs) Right? Like if I, if I was hearing that story, somebody else was saying, telling me the tree wizard story and like they were going and then I did the song and you go, well, it sounds impossible. But they would sing it backwards. <laughs> but I'm not going to ask that because that sounds. You just went backwards. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I respect oh, it. Killer. I love it. Oh, one more. Um, <laughs> oh, 
this this sounds funny now we're talking about the other things identify the contents of these pies <laughs> I'm, I'm saying nothing no, we didn't know the pasty story was going to come up um they had i think it was like three or four pies right and you had to without looking inside like it was just sealed pies and you had to f say what your guess was or what was inside them. Like you could squidge them and stuff, but you couldn't breach the hull. Traditional fillings of pies. No, one of them had marbles in. Oh. So, so they had different stuff. Like one of them, I think one of them had toothpaste in maybe, I can't remember. But they were all filled with weird shit. Were you, were you good at this? No, I don't think so. In fact, I think, I think there was an argument because I'd, I think I thought somebody else had cheated. Right. And so I kicked off about that. I, I, I was quite, I was, I suffered a bit of injustice in that show. To be honest with you. If I thought empty in a bath was impossible. Mm. This is really... You've got to use instinct. You can smell them. Smell them. Marbles. Yeah. No. No, but then the smell. absence of smells are clear, isn't it, Jack? Yeah, but I wouldn't... If I didn't... <laughs> if I couldn't not smell... If I couldn't smell something, I wouldn't go, marbles. Yeah, but you know the old, you know the old saying, if you can't smell anything, probably marbles. <laughs> <laughs> That's the old saying, isn't it? Right. Let's move on a little bit. Rob, as I've said, I love A League of Their Own. Yes. One of, one of my favourites. I'm Thank a massive you. football fan. Yeah. Stevie's... Well, he says he's massive for he's Manchester United fan, never been to Old Trafford. I like to drop. Is that true? Yeah. When are you going to go? I can't afford it. Oh, but this is bollocks, Stevie. <laughs> Growing up, you, I couldn't. You've got an eight hundred pound guitar. You played once. I played it multiple times. Right. Mm. Who do you support? Arsenal. Yeah, I'm a big Arsenal fan. Yeah. Yeah. See, and how many times you've been to the Emirates? I don't know. I lost count. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right. You only go to West Ham because they pay for it. Oh. Jesus. <laughs> um, in all seriousness, are you not going to go to Old Trafford? I will at some point, but I live in Norwich. Some point? I live in Norwich, so it's like a £200 train there. Yeah, back. but you've got, listen, let me tell you something. You support Man United, right? Yeah. Okay, so make it a thing. Like, you've got to prioritise these things, okay? How much is it going to cost you to get there? Probably about 200 Right, so just make it a thing, man. You travel, you would go to Thorpe Park. Not for that much. You would go to... Chesington. Yeah. <laughs> oh, in that case, yeah. 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 You would. Hold on, Thought Park. Is it, what's better, Chesington or Thought Park? Thought Park. Yeah, Thought Park. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, Glad we cleared that. Go, go with me, I'll go with you. Okay, let's plan going. This yeah. just feels like such a realisable dream. I can't believe you've not done it. This is exactly what me and Alfie said to you on this a, podcast. As a kid, time. it was a dream. Like, I always wanted to go. And yeah. as I got can. older, I just my love for football has gone down a lot with oh, the use okay. of Twitter. There okay, fine. There we go. Right. So, so you don't like football. I love football. You don't love football. I love England. How many Manchester United games have you watched this season? I've watched quite a few. More than 10? Oh yeah, probably. Bollocks. I think I have. Bollocks. Would you watch them if they were in the Europa League conference? No. Exactly. <laughs> no one wants to be in that. Exactly. Well, I do and I want to win it. Not personally, but <laughs> West Ham. Yeah, I think you you need to go. Because yeah. you're not really a supporter. Yeah, right? I will go. Because, you know, point. support means you're offering support to the team. Yeah. I have this thing about Man U that's, that ruffles a few feathers. Go on. I don't think anyone truly is a Man United fan. Wow. Right? <laughs> Well, so that's, I, this is a conversation I don't want any part of. <laughs> I did not expect a response, but I, I think I tweeted that it's like, what was it? It's a bit like, like you get like a Man United top when you're a kid. It's a bit like Spider-Man pajamas. Like sure. by 10, you grow out of it. Like if yeah. you say to someone, if I say to someone, who do you support? And they go, Man United. Yeah. I go, you don't, you don't watch football. Really? Yeah. Even if they're from Manchester? If they're from Manchester, but like, I, and again, I'm going to get shit from this. From from Norwich. <laughs> but I just think it's something like, it, like if you don't know anything about football, you go, oh, I support Man U. Yeah, but do you know what? So how old are you? 20, 30. Fuck, I was going to say 29. I'm 30 now. Yeah, that's not the biggest mistake in anything. 
Uh, he calls me out on shit. You ain't got a bottle. And that's why you're getting a P45. Dude. Oh my God. Another one bites the dust. Oh, why did I do that? That's so embarrassing. Oh, fuck. My question is. Yeah. Oh, hold on. The, the, the Man United thing. Yeah. So the reason I asked you how old you were, you yeah. nearly said 29. <laughs> Jesus, can you imagine? <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Oh, I've had a stinker. He I've had a stinker today. Um, no, it's just because, like, like, there was a phenomenon, wasn't there, of, like, the Southern Red or whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, all of these Man United fans that are not from Manchester. And, like, and, th and that there's a legacy of that. Like, there's loads of mates of mine that are Man United fans that actually have never been to Old Trafford or whatever. And they're just, like, just because United, when they were growing up or whatever, or people they knew were United fans, they've become United fans. So I do think there is something in what you're saying. But like, cause like it does take away from the, it just feels like it's also, I know loads more Manchester United fans who are not from Manchester than I do from, who are right. from Manchester. Whereas City fans, most of the City fans I know, the phenomenon's changed a little bit, but most of them I know from Manchester. But being a teacher, you would see how it changes through generations. Do you know what I mean? Cause like when I started teaching, Arsenal were like, you know, they're absolutely smashing it. And then they started to like decline a little bit as, you know, they sort of went there, 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 or thereabouts. And I would see the kids change their allegiances. There were loads of Arsenal fans and then suddenly kids were supporting Chelsea. And like, and I remember, I remember talking to, I remember talking to one kid. I, this is when I thought football's got out of control there. I was this kid, who do you support? He said, Real Madrid. And I said, yeah, but who's your, who's your actual, like that's Real Madrid's your Spanish team, but who's your, and he goes, no, I support Real Madrid. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Me and my mate clocked this the other day. We saw two little kids. They both had PSG shirts. On. Right. Could have been French, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. We were in France. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I've seen that as well. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, it was, but, like, but then you go, well, is that that illogical? I mean, like, like, because there's water separating. Do you know what I mean? I mean, the, the truth is, loads of people support teams they're nowhere near. So, yeah. What's the big Why do you support Man U? Because my mum fancied David Beckham. Right, there we go. Okay. You support Man United. Yeah, exactly, Well, she Ron. just made me support them. She she kind of supported them, but mainly because she loved Beckham. Right. And then it's just... Like, I, I don't like, which I get a lot of stick for online, I don't like the support your local thing. Because I don't think anyone truly supports their local. I think you support who your parents tell yeah, you. Yeah, I say yeah, that's local true. support dads. Yeah. 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 Or mums. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, or guardians. Yeah. Whatever. Come yeah. on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's 2024. Yeah. My, dad my dad's from that way. So when I was like a month old, he put like a West Ham beanie hat on me. I was forever a West Ham fan. Yeah, so but that's people why I will say that. But I have been to Upton Park multiple times and London Stadium. You never mean so. Therefore, you've got a West Ham pillow on your bed, Stevie. That's because I got a lot of stick from West Ham fans because I went around the Europa League with him. With so are West you doing Ham. it to take the piss out of West Ham? I'm taking the piss out of the fans who are going, oh, why are you this taking a United not, fan? Not, Do you think that's the ultimate revenge? <laughs> yeah. That some West Ham fans are giving you stick, and then you went, oh, this pillow's going to show them. I'm going to put this pillow in my room. Oh, they'll be sorry they ever crossed me with their banter. My I've partner. got a West Ham pillow now, you mugs. What are you doing? My partner bought it for me as well. Right, going. okay. Right, okay. Well, my question was, of all these sports stars that have appeared on A League of Their Own, yeah. who has surprised you the most in, in a good way? Because you might you get a, you've worked with all the comics out there, you yeah. know they're going to be funny. Who's someone who's not necessarily? I think there's two that spring to mind. Okay. I would say, yeah. Uh, the first one is uh, Patrice Evra. Okay, because like I obviously know, you know, my un sort of pre preconceptions of Patrice Evra are just like 
the guy that I hated because he played for the team that constantly beat Arsenal. Do you know what I mean? And like, yeah. and th- he was part of that monster Man United team, and he always seemed so serious. Do you know what I mean? Like a proper like competitor, and like you know, there's obviously that. You know, there was all sorts of you know, there's all sorts of things. You build up a, a picture of what you think of a person. I don't think anything bad of him. I just thought this guy's like a hardcore United legend. Yeah. And he's just so like funny, man. Like his sense of humour is so quirky. And like, um, we did league. We, he came on League of Their Own, and I t- he was wearing. Um, he was, he's like got a mad dress sense, but he's wearing some like I think they were like denim dungarees or something that had like paint splatters on them and stuff like that. Mm. And then I said, I just said, I can't, it was such a shit joke. I said something like, are oh, you been decorating, have you been painting with your kids before you came on the show? And then he just went, what? So you're going to disrespect my children? You're going to take the piss out of my kids? And this is the first thing he said to me. And I was like, oh, fuck. But he was joking. But I shat myself. But he's got such a dry sense of humour. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he just totally... Because there is that YouTube clip, isn't there? I think Sky put it out, didn't they? Ramesh versus Patrice Everall. No, I've not seen that. Have you not seen it? No, I, I can't. I'm not watching myself on YouTube. I'm not a cunt. <laughs> That's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, let, let me get this up now. Cause, uh, oh, God. Because, yeah, mate, um, pa- uh, Patrice Evra pushes Ramesh too far, a league of their own. This is what Sky TV... <laughs> oh, that's what it's called? Okay. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people were debating whether or not the uh, the, the beef was, was real. Do you oh, know no, about no, no, I don't know about this. Go on. Um, Ramesh is a comedic genius, so funny. Yeah, good. Please skirt over the shit ones, please. Uh, uh, I think... Oh god, he's scrolling for quite a long time. There, I love Ramesh's sense of humour. Yeah, scroll, 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 (laughs) (laughs) scroll, scroll. Ramesh is quite good. Scroll, 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 scroll. Ramesh French French accent was brilliant. Uh, People are pissed off with Patrice. This is a running joke with him and Ramesh. Patrice always does this. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. But he's like, he does it so straight that like Patrice is a mate of mine now. Like you know, yeah. We're we're good friends, but but he does give me shit. But I think but the thing is, is, like because people wouldn't, I guess because people wouldn't imagine that you're. It's like you know, you two give each other shit, right? Yeah, I know that you're friends, mm-hmm. and so you sort of go, this is doesn't it doesn't they're not being real. But like if people don't know that you're mates or don't know that you get on, yeah, and then they see you ripping out of each other, they might think it's serious. But that's, it's that's really. yeah, that's exactly what I was going on about. They're, yeah. they're saying like Patrice clearly had never seen the show before. I thought it was funny. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. And then the other one is him. the other one is Tony Bellew. Oh yeah. So like okay. Tony Bellew is like he's just so funny, man. He's like so funny, but his rage is hilarious. Like we did when he first came on the show. I, I don't. I think I was. I don't even know if I was a regular then or if I was just a guest at that stage. Mm-hmm. But we had to do a, t- uh, a task. Hello. We had to do a challenge at the end where there was this kung fu grandmaster and he had red flags stuck to his suit. And we had to get the flags off of him and he was going to defend himself. That was the game, right? Mm-hmm. And Tony Bellew, had like, he, he, like James Corden was hosting at that time. And um, Corden kept going, oh, we look alike, we're the same and blah, blah. And Tony Bellew was going, we are not the same kid. Let me tell you that now. Just don't fucking, don't even fucking start with you and me looking alike. And then we were like <laughs> backstage, I was backstage waiting to do the challenge. And Tony Bellew was like going to me, I swear to God, if this fucking guy comes anywhere near me, I'm going to fucking spark him out. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh my God. And then I'm thinking like, do I need to tell production that this is going to actually be, be a proper route? But he's just being like, it, it's so difficult with Tony. 
you can't tell whether he's really raging or he's just being funny. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. He, it's, so, it's such a thin line, but I love that bloke, man. He's like <laughs> proper. And I was, I just wasn't expecting him to be, I don't know. It's weird. Cause you see the, like, you see the chats, like the interviews and you feel like, you know, he seems like he's got a bit about him. Mm. But he is, I would say, genuinely one of the best guests we've ever had on. Really, Man. yeah, he's unbelievable, man. Okay, great right. answer. Uh, you've probably been asked this a lot. Is there any guest that's made you feel starstruck? Yeah, is there? Yeah, you like, don't strike me as someone that gets starstruck I, often. I think footballers are the most difficult. It's the most difficult <laughs> exactly because that. their skill set and their world is so far removed from mine. Yeah, and I'm so shit at like so incredibly shit at football. I've seen the clip with Rob. Yeah, all right. Bad. Rob posted that about 50 yeah, times. Did. Of course he did. Like it's a bit like you it. with that goal you scored at Carrow Road, isn't it? Class goal though, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, that was so bad. That that clip was so bad. My kids got shit for it at school. No way. Yeah, not real, not real, right, like, not, right. I'm not telling a dark story. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they came home and they went, why did you have to be so crap? Um, <laughs> Were you putting it on? No. No, mate, I'm just... Do you know what I'm? I, what I would say is I am shit at football. Yeah, I'm not that shit. Right. Okay, so what happened was I don't know if like it got to me or whatever, or like because Robert absolutely smashed it. Yeah. I just <laughs> so felt like a bit of like pressure or whatever because I can kick a football, but yeah. for some reason, in those circumstances, it just left me, man. I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. It was just like it was too much. Big audience watching though. Like yeah, yeah. it was too much. Seeing yeah. Rob do that well as oh mate, imagine be, imagine being with him that afternoon after that happened. That must have been unbearable. Absolutely unbearable. <laughs> I genuinely, if it was so allowed, funny. I would have said to so, could so, can we just sedate him for a bit? <laughs> I can't. But um, but I just feel like you know you meet you meet these guys uh, that you sort of that you've watched, you know, like uh, football, like I, I know it's different because I, I, I do think if you're not into football, the idea of being so into football is so crazy. And I know like objectively speaking, it is tragic, mm -hmm. but I do love it so much. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so seeing somebody that you've watched play for your team and you, you sort of love, you sort of love them in it. You do, you, you do, do fall in love with them and you love everything they do, the way they celebrate, you know, you feel like you know them, do you know what I mean? And so then you see them the the need the thirsty need to be their mate yeah it's so cringe pathetic yeah it's pathetic and it'll be like a thing where you're talking to them and in your head you go you sound like such a wanker yeah and you you, you, you analyze yeah, every but you can't yeah. stop it yeah you can't stop it i had it with like so we had Cesc fabregas on yeah lost my mind yeah lost my mind just like, like with the pizza game thing and that was that was bad wasn't it like because that was the days when like you were like Arsenal man united used to like go toe to toe and like they're proper battles weren't they they're proper battles weren't they <laughs> shut up shut up you tragic bastard <laughs> That's just in the corridor as he's going, obviously, like, you know, people get, but they get nervous when they come on the show. Like, if you need any tips, or if you need me to throw to you at any point, just let me know, man. Like, I've got you. <laughs> what are you doing? He's just like, okay, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> just one of the production come over. Um, um, Ron, Seska's asked if you, if you don't talk to him for the, rest of the, <laughs> yeah. for the rest of the record, if that's okay. And then even like recently, we had Aaron Ramsdale on and like, you know, He's somebody that I think, you know, there's certain players that you take to your heart straight away. Yeah. And because of like his kind of shithousing mm -hmm. and just like he's the way he conducts himself, you just fall in love with the geezer. Do you know what I mean? And I think also because like when Arsenal signed him, a lot of fans were like, why have we, why have we signed Aaron Ramsdale? Do yeah. You know what I mean? And 
it, it just felt like a weird decision. And then the fact that he's gone on to sort of do as well as he has done, mm. you sort of just go, I can't, you know, he you've, seems got, sound you've got to love somebody like that. Do yeah. You know what I mean? and, so, and he was wicked. He was yeah. great. But I don't like how I am around those people. I'm exactly the same. I'm exactly the same. I do a bit of work with West Ham here right. and there and I melt when I'm around them. Yeah. Right. We had Mark Noble come on the podcast and I think... I could, I, I reverted back to that 12-year-old at Upton Park, just yeah, like yeah. seeing him with love heart emojis in my eyes sort of thing. When I when, when he was leaving here, he uh, West Ham were playing Blackburn in the Carabao Cup that night, and he went, he'd done his window down and his Range Rover, and he went, you going to London Stadium? And I went, nah, nah. And he went, why not? Looked me dead in the eye, and I thought, fucking, I'm getting told off by the skipper. I went, got a bit of work on, didn't I? And he went, I bet if we were playing Liverpool, or I bet if it's the Europa League, you'd be fucking going, wouldn't you? And I went... Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh my god! And I have thought about that every day for months. Oh my it was probably nothing to him, but to me, it's like Skipper's told me off. Wow. Yeah. That's big, man. Yeah. Scary. Scary. Ugh. Right, Ramesh, we're coming to the end now. Just oh. got a quick little game I want to do with you sure. called a team of their own. Okay. <laughs> So not impressed. What, was... what are you expecting wait, from him there? Wait. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jack. What have you done? Have you replaced one of the words in league their own for team? Holy shit, man! That's the maddest shit I ever heard. Hit me with it, bro. So they're just. <laughs> Oh my word! <laughs> Fucking hell! Get me home. No, right. Fucking come on. <laughs> I'm gonna get. <laughs> we're doing this we're now. Doing... I thought we were doing one per guess. Yeah, yeah but come oh, on. It's, be so... it's, it's a be... bumper bonanza. Fucking hell. What's your asshole called? <laughs> <laughs> if you could stick a chocolate bar in your ass, <laughs> which one would it be? Is it something like that? What is it? What's Fee? What's Fee deliver this time? <laughs> what is it? Tell us about your first guess. <laughs> For anyone who didn't understand that, it was tell us about your first kiss. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. Back to a team of their own. We ask Ramesh to pick people he's worked with across any of the teams. <laughs> Why would you want somebody to tell you? <laughs> 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 oh my word. Imagine if, we, if we're doing it with, like, Raphael Rowe. Like, <laughs> that come out? Well, you've been in prison oh for 10 years. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, right. sorry. So, <sighs> right, quick fire, categories. It's yeah. like teammates on Soccer AM. Okay, fine. Right, anyone you've worked with across any of your shows. Okay. Most naturally funny. Uh, Rob Beckett. Oh. Or Tom Davis. Oh. Most annoyingly handsome. Uh, Jamie Redknapp. He is, isn't he? Yeah. He's just got it, man. Mm. I, I like... He has got it. I watched an old, like, he scored a worldie, like, back in the day. Like, yeah. he's wearing the green away Liverpool kit. I thought he was very handsome. He just, mate, it's just like, I have seen him be, you know, I've introduced my wife to him. You know, I've seen women be introduced to him. He's just so handsome, man. It's crazy. Yeah. And, like, you drop, you know, I'm not the prettiest guy, but I drop four to five points next to him. <sighs> you know, I wouldn't want to go, like, I... I wouldn't want to go out with him in that scenario. He's got the swagger about it as he's well. He's just like, cool. he just doesn't, you know, he's just like, yeah, he's got it, man. He's Love got, it. I've really gone over the top on that. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Most Rob. irritating. Rob Beckett. <laughs> Best smelling. Oh. You can't go, James, because you've already over OTT'd it. So. Yeah, I definitely can't. 
God, he smells so good, though. Best... Uh, best smelling Steve Edge probably Steve Edge yeah Steve Edge is he was uh, he played my nemesis in The Reluctant Landlord right which is this sitcom I did for Sky yeah and it, just every day he arrived on the set he smelled unbelievable some people just smell incredible don't they do you know what I mean what's your fragrance I sort of vary it up a bit cheese on your pasta yeah <laughs> <laughs> who's the most hardest working hardest working probably Tom Davis most boring Hold on, am I not allowed to choose the same person more than once? No, you can. Okay. Most boring? Yeah. <clears throat> Most boring. I'd say probably me. Oh, you swerved that. I know, you don't want me to do that, do you? That's no. Hard. That undermines the point of it. Uh, Most boring is probably... Shit, that's a... these are supposed to be quick, aren't they? Um... Josh Whittacombe. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, best on a night out. Best on a night out. You can't go Rob. No. Right, okay. Uh, best on a night out is probably. Actually, do you know what I'd say? Uh, Martin Too Smooth. So, Martin Too Smooth is my tour DJ. Right. Uh, and he's amazing on a night out. So, there you go. Martin Too Smooth. There yeah. we go. Before we let you go, Rom, some uh, questions about you and your projects that you've got potentially coming up. Mm -hmm. Krenzy HD on Twitter says, is there a new series of the Rangan Nation coming? Uh, hopefully. Don't know. Don't know. Yeah. Up in the air. Yeah. Um, Grealish Socks says, who would win? Five Rob Beckett's, one Greg Davies. Oh, one Greg Davies. He'd eat four of them before. <laughs> Before he's even started the fight, <laughs> Justin Z03 says, "Do you think Arsenal will win the league?" Um, no, you don't. Are you just doing that to be like humble, humble? Kid? No, I don't. I, I just think that I was. At, <sighs> look, I, obviously, I really want them to win the league. They will. You think so? Yeah. I really, really want them to win the league. I really want them to win the league, and every game that goes by. I get closer to thinking we're going to do it. It's just, I watched Man City, I watched us against Man City at the Emirates and Man City were unbelievable. And I think they can, they, they are capable of putting together an amazing run. I, I think they can go on, you know, they can just smash it. I think they are, but then I don't think Arsenal are capable of not, of, of hiccuping. Well, that's much. the thing though. But when we were playing Everton, mm -hmm. I know we went on to win that game quite comfortably, yeah. but we hadn't scored the first goal by like the 40th minute and you could feel, I don't know, you could just feel it go a little bit, not in the team necessarily, but the it's just like, it's just nerves. Do you know what I mean? It's like you are, it's just scary. Do you know what I mean? It's whether, if Arsenal can weather that, two things, if they can weather that sort of the arse jangling nature of like Man City being like chasing you mm -hmm. and also it's just our squad, like, you know, it's just a couple of injuries um, yeah, but Jesus struggling. was out for ages and you still did. I, I know, got it. I know, I know, we'll see. I mean, when, I remember like I was at the Forest game and Saka went off injured and I thought, here we go. And then Reese Nelson came on and absolutely smashed it. Yeah. So it's like, you do think, we have got, listen, I mean, I love that team. What I would say is whatever happens, it has been incredible to watch to, to watch that team like because i remember going to highbury and watching you know the fuck the, the the incredible arsenal side mm -hmm. and like i remember being excited at that time just going i can't believe the team i support is this good and i've started to you know i've been taking my kids to the games 
And like they've been throughout their lives, they've been watching Arsenal sort of be on the wane or whatever. I say that I know, relatively speak, everything's relative, and I know Arsenal fans can be a bit of sport sometimes. But to see to see this season, whatever happens, it's like it's amazing, man. It's like proper exciting. All your boys support Arsenal. They have to, hundred percent. Yeah, they have to. Yeah, and that's not because his missus fancies Omri. No. Well, that she does. Yeah. yeah, there we go. She does, right. But it's not because of that. <laughs> Ron, thanks so much for coming on, mate. Thank you for having me. And listen, such a laugh. Stop, guys. Genuinely, what you're doing is it's fine. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, don't, don't. You've been too hard on yourself. <laughs> genuinely, what we're going. For. Yeah, it really is. Like, there or thereabouts for sort of the sort of stuff you'd expect with this now. <laughs> and I mean that. Anything you want to tell people you got coming up? Anything to look out for? Uh, your podcast oh yeah yeah I do a podcast with Tom Davis Wolf and Al I'm going on tour next year that's it doing an issue of Robin Rom I don't know when that's coming out but yeah there you go love it this has been Jack Mates Happy Hour um, series eight. eight I guess yeah. we're definitely doing that yes definitely doing that we usually finish every guest episode by asking the same question but I think I'm going to change it up Ramesh tell us about your first kiss um it was... Uh, <laughs> What's was the a, meaning of life? Oh. Sean, that. The meaning of life is... <laughs> you uncomfortable. Is uh, just being content in the moment. Lovely. You content now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week when we'll be sat with Asim Chowdhury. Bye. Bye. Jack Mate's happy hour. <laughs>